ABC's a Greek. Oh, the ABC's a Greek. The ABC's a Greek. Welcome back to the ABC's of Greek. I'm Thomas. I'm Erin. And I'm Jacqueline. And this is a podcast where we recap the ABC Family original series, Greek, episode by episode. So this is episode nine, Depth Perception. The original air date was September 3rd, 2007. The IMDb summary says Casey and Franny both compete for the coveted position of Omega Chi sweetheart, causing a rift between the girls. Rusty and Jen K try to find times to be alone together, but working around Dale's schedule is difficult. The episode was directed by Ellie Kanner and written by Patrick Sean Smith, Damon Todd Hill, and Sharon Bordis. Um, so the episode opens and Casey is anxiously waiting in the ZBZ living room to find out if she's been nominated for Omega Chi Sweetheart. Franny rushes in the door and she's asking if there's been any word. Um, she's telling Casey and Ashley that no one who's been ZBZ present hasn't also been Omega Chi Sweetheart, except for like one girl who had like scoliosis or something. Oh yeah, because she got the sympathy vote. Right. In 95. <laughs> <laughs> so it's basically like it's like the uh what's it called like the ohio caucuses or something or like what like, like <laughs> yeah <laughs> iowa caucus <laughs> like you have to win the omega chi sweetheart and that's going to be like an indicator of whether or not you're going to win the presidency but also like <laughs> this had me thinking who else would win besides casey like we don't even see anyone else in her grade well i think the idea is that there are girls in other sororities who might. No, no, I know, but the presidency. Oh, <laughs> oh right. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, just Ashley. It really is. Fran- Franny is a senior. Casey and Ashley are juniors. And then there's Rebecca's a sub, like a freshman. <laughs> Rebecca's a freshman. No one. Yeah, Ashley seems to show no interest in being president. And she's the only other junior we know. Right as she's about to like give up hope, like she's really anxious. You hear the humming of another creepy song coming to the door and it's the Omega Kai's Casey opens the door and Evan announces her nomination for Omega Kai's sweetheart. And Franny is like really happy for her. Like they're kind of having a nice moment. Oh, Franny's ecstatic. I mean, Franny really wants Casey to be president. Yeah. She's, she's a, Casey is Franny's protege. Jen K shows up at Rusty's dorm room and we're, we get the sense immediately that now that they've done it, they can't stop. They have like weird, like second date vibes. Like yeah. they are like jittering and they're just like, like so excited to like be together, but also it's just so awkward. And they're talking about if they want to do it. It's so cringy. They, it's so, it's so awkward. Like to watch, I got secondhand embarrassment and Rusty is like they're trying to like plan like how to have sex and Rusty has a Dale tracker yeah their schedule their sex schedule yeah yeah and like you see on Rusty's laptop like where Dale is on campus and Rusty thinks like okay he's like it's Thursday so Dale like has this this and this he's gonna get his cheeserito after class cherry limeade and cheeserito (laughs) (laughs) it did sound like a good post-lecture snack and so, you know, they think they have like 20 minutes and then you hear the Dale tracker getting closer and Jen K says, Rusty, did you say it was Thursday? It's Wednesday. 
And they realize that Dale isn't getting his cheese burrito that day. He's coming back from his class. And so he walks in the door and God, it was so awkward. Rusty hides his boner with a book as he's talking to Jen K and they like are like smiling at each other. Like they have like a secret they're keeping from Dale as he walks into the room and it was so uncomfortable. He glares at them too. I mean, it's palpable how uncomfortable it is. Religion aside, I also would be kind of annoyed if I walked into my one room where I sleep in a twin bed and somebody else sleeps in a twin bed and their significant other was there. Always. Yeah, like it 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 would be annoying. You get the feeling that Jen is constantly around. She's always there. And also yeah, I kind of hated their weird little giggles they were giving each other when Dale's like, what are you guys up to? Like, they just are making him feel so awkward. And they are coming off so naive. Like, it's like, you, let's not forget two weeks ago, like, you had never even kissed someone, basically. I know. This is their fourth week of dating. Yeah. Yeah. They've done it four four times. times. Yeah. They've, they've, (laughs) They've done it four times. They're keeping track. It's so, that's, that was the most disturbing part. That in the I know because Jen thinks it's three times and Rusty goes, no, it's four, I think. Yeah. <laughs> he cannot <laughs> play it cool. Oh, no. <laughs> Franny is in Casey's room and she has like one of those giant post-it notes, like those big post-its yeah, that you can write on. Yeah. And she's helping Casey prep for like Omega Kai's sweetheart and like everything she needs to know about the guys of Omega Kai. It's literally, it's basically a presentation on how to be a guy's girl. It's, it's full on pick me post-its. Yeah, literally. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't really get along. I don't really have that many girlfriends because I just love sports and hanging out with guys. Yes. And all of that. And Fantasy football. Yeah, love. <laughs> Franny is wearing like a three-piece suit. Yeah. With capri suit pants sure they're in a in a button-up vest mm-hmm. flats and then like a collared shirt it's an insane outfit I feel like she bought that like you know how when you buy a little kid suit they come on one hanger yeah or like mm-hmm. like a build-a-bear doll suit I feel like she <laughs> bought that at like Burlington Coat Factory and everything was like pinned together mm-hmm. on one hanger yes. <laughs> it was so disturbing that was not the most disturbing part of that scene but it was up there. There's a lot of shaming in this scene. Did you notice how like every time um, she's she's very much shaming any type of like, oh, we are not the kind of girls who get guys attention physically. We get to them through our like what we know, our knowledge. Yeah. She says we aren't tripies. You don't need to take care of your needs that way. This isn't the Clinton. Clinton yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And um, yeah, she says when their stomachs, when their hearts. So Casey's going to buy muffins from the store and rough them up a little. Rough them up. <laughs> that was so funny to make them look homemade. Hilarious. <laughs> um, oh, and then we get the mention of, of Blake again. Did you guys yeah, catch that? I did. Franny is like, like, I remember the day when Blake came to the door and asked me to be, or nominated me for sweetheart. So I don't know if they broke up or. Was Blake but... in Okai? Oh, well, of course. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, he had to be because that's what that's she's their sweetheart now. And then, yeah, Casey has to learn about fantasy football. And that's where that scene ends. Current events. (laughs) So then Jen Kay is scheduling time with Rusty, like for when they can do it. (laughs) 
yeah, to put it lightly. They're, they're just walking around <laughs> campus casually talking about their sex schedule. And that's when we learn that Jen K lives with an agoraphobe who has never <laughs> left their room since they since they moved in. And Jen wants Rusty to ask Dale if they can have the room for the night so that they can get into the double digits. Uh, uh, it, it grosses me out. Just the way that they talk about it is so cringe. Like it's just so it's so awkward. And like oh God, if I didn't know they were 18, I would think they were 16 or like I know younger. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Um, and so she leaves to like go to class or something, and he's so thrilled. He literally falls backwards out of the chair in the quad. Like, that's how excited he is. He leans back, like, all cool, and then falls out. Wait, uh, he also, I like the line about how she's like, it's weird that we're scheduling this around Dale. Like, and he was like, you don't understand. Like, Dale canceled our cable after accidentally watching three minutes of a Dawson's (laughs) Creek rerun. Like, that's how conservative he is. Dawson's Creek is like borderline like that like honestly it would be on like ABC Family (laughs) yeah I never I never saw it but oh my god it's so you would die oh my god young James Vanderbeek should I watch you should it's so good you watched yeah so good Katie Holmes Michelle Williams brooding so brooding and Busy Phillips is in the later season oh my gosh okay well busy I'll give it a I'll give it a watch so then Rusty sees Cappy and like runs to go talk to him and Cappy immediately is like oh you look different like did you get a haircut and Rusty's like no I lost my virginity yeah he's so proud and it's so proud and Cappy it's like, okay, good for you. <laughs> yeah. And then um, he tells Cappy about how like him and Jen are trying to like schedule their time together. And Cappy says, oh, well, you can have my room for $20 an hour because he needs the money to pay Casey back. Oh, right. Yeah. He's like, I'm in, he's in debt. That's why he has to charge him. And it's booked up through like finals or something. <laughs> oh my God. So then like as Rusty's like, no, I'm just going to end up, I'm going to ask Dale. He kind of walks away. So Cappy sees this poster and it says like you'll earn $300 if you participate in this like psychology study. Uh, So he goes to the professor's, I guess, office hours or office and asks about the study. And he has to stay awake for 30 hours and be asked like a series of questions. And the name of the case, I don't know if you guys saw this, the name of the case study or whatever him in the case study is eight six seven five three oh nine <laughs> i did not notice like this song eight, six, seven, nine, three, oh, nine. i literally like looked up the lyrics to see if there were like if it was any like hints about it's not i mean wait i did not put that together yeah. i knew the name i knew those it that, sounded those weirdly numbers. familiar yeah the numbers strung together sounded so familiar yeah it's it's a song by it- tommy two-tone I bet it's um like a an homage to that. Yeah, released has to be released in 1981. I don't know. I can't find any hidden secrets in the lyrics that would relate to this episode. But for our listeners out there, if you if you know why they would include that, let us know. I wonder is the professor. I wonder if he's like in that band. Oh yeah, the actor. We might need to do some, some digging. digging. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> the professor calls in the administrator, the student that's going to administrate the, um, the study and it's Rebecca Logan. 
and Cappy knows immediately who she is and she knows who Cappy is. She calls him like Rob Thomas lookalike or whatever. <laughs> Call back to the floor hockey episode. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then Cappy spouts off some like psych term or something. And then we find out that he used to be a psych major. Added to the tally. Number five. That's mm-hmm. his, that's Cappy major alert number five. So Rusty goes into his dorm room and he's like, nervously about to ask Dale if they could have the room if him and Jen can have the room to themselves and Dale is so excited because a nuclear physicist is going to give a lecture at CRU. Rusty agrees to go with Dale but then asks can Jen and I have the room to ourselves after for a little bit and Dale says sure he's actually so chill about it yeah I said I wrote that too like very surprisingly chill surprisingly chill he goes love the sinner hate the sin (laughs) um and rusty's on cloud nine he's so excited and then we cut to franny in her counselor's office and she is talking about being pre-med but how she didn't complete like any of the prereqs and it doesn't look like she is going to be able to graduate with any degree on time so she has to do a fifth a fifth year year. and more franny more Franny. And the fact that we basically find out she only wanted to be pre-med to be like in Grey's Anatomy. Right. Which tracks. Makes so much sense. Also makes you realize how long Grey's Anatomy has been on. I know. For it to shape the character 10 years ago. Yeah. And so Franny's at Dobbler's now after, and she's breaking it to everyone that she's going to be there for a fifth year. And they're kind of confused, but like trying to be supportive because you can't really get like a read on like what she's saying. And she's basically like, not going to be pre-med. I'm going to, I'm thinking about pre-law, blah, blah, blah. And she's like kind of painting it like it's a good thing. And then everybody kind of walks away from the table and Casey and Franny are left. And Casey, who, Casey, an empath, senses <laughs> perhaps this isn't all rainbows and butterflies. Um, right. And she asks her if she's actually cool with it. And she says, I'll never get to be an Izzy or a Meredith. And her parents are going to like freak out about having to pay for a fifth year because I'm sure CRU is. I see. Yeah. It comes with a big price. And Franny is definitely not wealthy it's not the vibe we've ever gotten from her oh, right there's no one percenter vibes ever emanating from her privileged way of conducting herself but then she's like i need to take something to do something to take my mind off of this and casey's like okay well, like what are you thinking and she says she wants to rerun for omega kai sweetheart even though she wasn't nominated she already looked it up and the formerly crowned sweetheart can run again. She doesn't have to be renominated. That's so cringy. It's so. No. Yeah. And she's like already done the research to look into. Like, she's like, maybe I'll do this. I mean, I've already done all the research and I definitely qualify. Yeah. And she is telling Casey, basically, she needs to drop out mm-hmm. for the good of the ZDZs. She's saying like, this will tear our house apart. And you know, as soon as Franny says for the good of the ZBZs, Casey takes whatever is coming next yeah. to heart. She's going to do it. Um, it's very reminiscent of uh, our Anchorman nominations in college. Oh, yeah. That got so petty. Wait, what was that? Tell, tell That's me like more. the male sweetheart. We called them Anchorman. Right. Oh. And 
It was very political. It was very political. There were some. Oh my god. Some bumps every year. Mm-hmm. Some hearts were broken. Hearts were broken, sweethearts. I don't know <laughs> if the guys cared as much as the guys' girlfriends cared. Who nominated yeah. them? Exactly. Yeah. Oh my but, god, that's um, so funny. When, when Franny says that she needs something to keep herself busy, girl. Your classes that you haven't been taking. Right. Like yeah. it hasn't been law is like <laughs> any easier to be better than med school. Ugh. The advisor recommends that she um visit the drama club. She's like, maybe a drama <laughs> major would be better for you, which honestly, she'd probably be pretty good. I know. She'd kill it. The theatrics. Mm-hmm. She was Marie Antoinette. <laughs> Yeah, after all. Also, there's a lemon drop in this scene, and Casey hands it to Franny to like sip on. It's a lemon drop. Do lemon drops normally have like a sugar like rim on the glass? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, nice. Because I noticed that I was like, interesting. I didn't. I didn't notice it in previous Dobler scenes. Yeah. So I think you can get a lemon drop shot, but I think a lemon drop drink, they'll like put a sugar rim on it. Or it depends oh on the establishment, or in Dollar's case, the bartender. Is that exactly the third? Is that the third lemon drop or the second? Um, no, I think it's third or fourth. I think it might be fourth. Okay. I think we're on number four. Gosh, now I really want a lemon drop. Oh my god! I know it so sounds good. really refreshing. We'll actually, I make a <laughs> lemon drop. Franny's feeling better already when she's, the scene ends. Yeah, it's she's gotten her vigor, her joie de vivre back. <laughs> <laughs> So then Evan shows up to Casey's room and Casey's talking about how she's going to drop out. And she says like, Franny has done so much for me. And that's why she thinks she should drop out. Yeah. So Evan is saying that she shouldn't do that. Like he's reassuring her that she should win. And she's saying she was like my mentor and my friend. Um, And Evan says, Franny needs to learn how to exit the stage gracefully. So maybe she should take a drama class. Yeah, the signs seem to be pointing to yes. And yeah, Evan says Franny might not be the most popular ZBZ at the Omega Chi house. Mm, not everybody loves Franny, apparently. So shocking. <laughs> she seems so easy to be around. And then Cappy and Rebecca are in the study room that is basically an interrogation room and it's off to a tense start it's pretty much just like established here that it's going to be like questions like weird psychological questions yeah like not even weird just like pretty basic questions that yeah what are they trying to accomplish like what is the what is the goal of this study just someone it seems just like a sleep deprivation study yeah like you're getting you get like more like the answers get more abstract as you go along Uh. you know But Rebecca seems to be taking it as like right and wrong answers, which I'm not sure was the point. Mm -hmm. Also, she says that if he doesn't like follow like the directions or take it seriously, she's going to tell everyone his real name. Yeah. Yeah. So what is it? I know. I was so curious. And why he's, why is he so protective of it? Yeah. And like later he kind of like gives a hint about like, the real name and his parents and stuff. And I am dying to know. I don't remember if we find out or not. So then um, we are at the CRU physicist talk and Rusty shows up with Jen to meet Dale. And Dale's like openly kind of upset about it because they can only sit together and then they have to move seats. And then it's like this whole thing. And I would be annoyed too. 
I would be so upset. First of all, Jen doesn't have any interest in this. It was like Rusty and Dale's thing. Rusty agreed to go, didn't say, can Jen come? Like, it's so rude. And I feel like everyone's had that friend that like shows up with their, it's like they're attached at their hip with their yeah. significant other. And it's so disappointing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And it's so annoying too, because it's so crowded and he saved one seat. So then like basically Jen and Rusty just waltz into those seats and McDell sit by himself. Yeah. And they're like canoodling during the time. Yeah. Like they're not even paying attention to what was her name? Doreen something. I wrote it down. Doreen (laughs) Dresselhouse Macabre. (laughs) It's probably a real physicist. I know. It probably is actually. I'll ask my brother. And so then we're in the the Omega Chi yard and Casey's playing touch football in the yard and like takes her hat off to reveal that she's a girl and her ponytail is like uh, like we were supposed to not know it was her like the guys <laughs> and, and but they're eating it up Calvin slaps her ass which was just like okay Calvin I didn't even catch that yeah and she just like she loves it she's soaking it up and she runs over to Franny who is like manning like a hot dog cart <laughs> or something in the yard so she's hosting this whole touch football it's a smoothie stand Oh, it's a smoothie stand. <laughs> and she says, thanks for coming to support me, Casey. And then Casey drops that she's not dropping out. Yeah. And Brandy is so cool about it. I mean, I don't blame Casey for not dress for dropping out. However, she's going full picnic. Oh, yeah, 100%. She's, she's all, she's, well, she's taking Brandy's advice. She's taking Brandy's advice. She has gone you guys haven't watched, but Laguna Beach season one, Kristen Cavallari vibes. Like Uh-oh. she's all in. She's one of the guys. Oh man. Drama. Yeah. Film. The scene is very, she's the man. Like, I wonder if it was um, <laughs> Spencer's unofficial audition for the movie or did the movie come out before this? I don't know. I, I, it came out before. I remember seeing it in like fourth grade. Yeah, so I wonder if they just kind of stole this scene. Mm. Yeah. And I also get the idea that, like, Franny is sort of starting to be embarrassed about it, but now can't, like, she can't back out of it. Like, she's already committed to it. She doesn't know what would be worse. Right. To continue and lose or to drop out. Well, and I think she's so shocked that Casey, for the first time, hasn't listened to her. Yeah. Like, she's so used to pulling the it's for the good of ZBZ card and Casey doing truly whatever she will say, I also love that this is where Casey puts her foot down. Like, get back together with your cheating boyfriend. Sure. Drop out of the race for Omega Kai's sweetheart. No. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Can't, can't compromise my morals that way. <laughs> I know. I love the way in this scene that Franny says to Casey, good luck, sweetie. And then just like chuckles. Like, it's so oh, condescending. It's chilling. <laughs> She's a terrifying person. Very. <laughs> now we're back in Rusty and Dale's dorm, and Rusty's looking in their mini fridge for his milk. Ew. And Dale says he hasn't seen it, but then <laughs> Rusty finds it in the trash. And Dale's like, Oh, well, um, it's so big, so maybe you should buy smaller milk. And for what it's worth, that's way too much milk. That's way yeah. too much milk for a mini fridge. How is Rusty drinking that much milk? It's a full carton, it's a full carton of milk, a half gallon. Yeah. Uh, and if that goes bad, that mini fridge and the entire room is going to smell so gross. Yeah. I mean, I know it's 2007, but like Rusty does strike me as like a whole milk drinker. He he really took those got milk posters to heart. Exactly. <laughs> we find out that Dale's kind of reversing his decision on letting <laughs> Rusty and Jen have the room. Um, and 
he gives him like the best, best death stare I've ever seen. And he says, he's a complex individual who changed his mind. That's yeah. his explanation. And fair enough. And Rusty is so self-consumed that he can't even notice that Dale would maybe be upset about something else. Like he just thinks like this is Dale being religious, which like it's clearly not. He, the guy's clearly upset about something you did. Yeah. Does he, does Rusty dare to ask? No. I also think like this kind of comes back to how I felt watching it in 2007 to like how I feel now where I literally just didn't even realize Rusty was being kind of unreasonable like I didn't have like the critical thinking skills back then because I don't remember ever thinking like Rusty is naive or like Rusty is self-consumed or kind of like in it for himself and not really thinking about anybody else Mm -hmm. and now I'm watching him like Rusty kind of sucks yeah Yeah. I mean he really is like the and I think we see Rusty grow as we see every character grow in the show but he really starts out the series freshman year as a freshman I mean this is how you behave when you're 18 like it's your world everyone else is just living in it like he really thinks that about Dale and I think Dale's realizing that and he doesn't want to take it anymore yeah good for Dale and also, like, I guess that is a credit to the writers, too, for, like, mm-hmm. very accurately portraying kind of what it's like to be coming into, like, your individuality. So now we're back at the ZVZ house, and Casey is trying on her sweetheart outfits, and Ashley's trying to help her. And she tells Ashley that she hasn't talked to Franny since the football game, and she said, this morning she winked at me. And Ashley <laughs> goes, that's scary. <laughs> yeah, it is. Honestly, the thought of that terrifying like franny winks at you and you like freeze like it's like medusa turning her like victims to stone it's so i just got a pit in my stomach thinking about it it's so freaky also the dress that casey is going to wear to this event is giving hardcore homecoming betsy johnson dress vibes (laughs) yes i saw so many of this specific dress like at my freshman and sophomore year homecomings exactly the tool underneath it's a vibe i don't know it's cute yeah it's It's definitely cute cute. i think it's also worn in like an episode of glee like i think there's like a performance where all the girls are wearing that dress Oh my I'm God, sure. there definitely is. There are so many Glee parallels. The Quinn Fabray crossover. And then Ashley broaches the subject. Do we think Franny might want to run for president again? Yeah, like this is the first time it's occurred to Casey that that's even a possibility. Yeah, well, I think she's just like processing this whole weirdness. And then it's like, oh my God, it dawns on them. <laughs> and then... Franny walks in and it's almost like, is she just getting like a feel for the room? Like what's going on? And then she gives her a hug. She Mm -hmm. gives Casey a hug, walks out and then turns and says, make sure you're not late. If you miss the speeches, you're automatically disqualified. Clearly foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And everything she says here too, you're like, not sure if she's trying to play mind games with Casey. She's like, wear the peep toes. They're a crowd favorite. Yeah. Casey does. And she does. And she does, which I don't know. I don't know if I agreed with that choice, Case. I didn't like him. And, but she still clearly, like, weirdly trusts Franny, even though she obviously shouldn't. Right. Well, I think she's being manipulated. It's going to be cult leader. Yeah. Yeah. Well, literally. So Jen and Rusty walk into Rusty's room and they're making out. And the Dale tracker is going crazy. Um, And they're looking at it. 
and it's coming from inside the room <laughs> like pushes open the, the closet door he's standing in the closet which is just like why it's it was so funny, so funny. <laughs> and then um he opens the fridge and he goes gob milk and it's <laughs> filled completely with cartons of milk that all have Dale's name on it and it's so funny yeah and he's like you think I wouldn't notice like you like bugged my sidekick basically like a a five mile gps radius so hilarious Oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, that is creepy. Like, imagine, I mean, regardless of all the Dale, you know, Dale kind of interrupting him and Jen, imagine your roommate bugging your phone with a GPS device. Yeah, absolutely not. It's so, it's, Rusty just, like, takes advantage of Dale. But Dale's getting him back. I will say, sometimes I would check my roommates by my friend's location to see when I could expect her and her boyfriend back. So it was kind of reverse. I was... (laughs) I was reverse Dale in the situation. <laughs> I mean, I think actually it could have, now that I'm thinking about it, like if you just want to know if you're going to be home alone or not, it yeah, could have, I, I think, before. yeah, maybe the Dale tracker isn't so bad after all. Yes, but this was the day before we had grown accustomed <laughs> to like tech surveillance. Well, and you're also right. <laughs> we both consented to sharing our location. Yeah. <laughs> sharing data it was a safety thing (laughs) um yeah she fully knew i didn't put a gps in her shoe or anything so the the psychological experiment is still going on um and cappy is really fading and rebecca is like loves the control that she has in this situation and then she says okay we're gonna do some oral stimuli which, like, who would ever use that term? Is that a psychological? No. We'll get a psych, an actual psych major on the pod. And I don't even think what what they're doing would even be, like, phrased as, she's literally just saying words, right? Right. It would be, like, uh, what's it called? Like, they were, like, audible, word. right? Like, hearing? Yeah, it's, like, word association that they do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, auditory stimuli, maybe. <laughs> anyway, and... One of the sounds is a baby crying, and um, Cappy says he thinks of Emma and Chambers losing his allowance, and Rebecca thinks it's funny, which it is. Mm-hmm. And the sexual tension is palpable. Yeah, some some doctor-patient lines are going to be crossed, for sure. Yeah, some Grey's Anatomy parallels <laughs> here. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Um, Rebecca brings up to uh, Cappy. She says, um, Little Miss Perfect has her Cinderella ball tonight. Does it bother you that Casey picked another cringe charming? Mm-hmm. And he kind of like tenses up and he says, I don't get paid for small talk because she said it to him earlier in the scene about some off-handed comment that mm-hmm. he made. So, you know, vibes, vibes are shifting, tides sparks, are changing. Sparks are flying. Sparks fly. the beginning of that Miranda Cosgrove song oh my god can't say I'm familiar (laughs) (laughs) Miranda if you want to come on the pod you're always welcome oh my god we'd love that would be so amazing okay so now we're back at the CBZ house Casey's getting ready and uh Jen tells Casey the plumber is here to see her and we find out that Franny called the plumber to fix the pipes 
Um, and they could be there all night. And the only two names that were given were Casey and Franny. So one of them has to stay, which honestly, like you could just send the guy away. Send the guy away or be like, yeah, Jen K is Casey Cartwright. He's not yeah. checking IDs. Or just like, well, it wouldn't work for the plot. Right. So. Yeah, it's like a little creepy that this plumber who is like a full grown adult is like, I might have to be here all night with these <laughs> college girls. Like, it's just very weird. Yeah. Yeah. And Casey's like, you're fixing the pipes tonight. They've been leaking for months. Yeah. So it's very clear that Franny has planned this all out because Casey could miss the speeches mm. and automatically be disqualified. But that doesn't happen. Mm-mm. We cut over to Omega Kai and Franny is schmoozing <laughs> with the Okai's. And then Casey, or what is Franny saying? She says something funny to the Omega Kai's here. I can't quite remember what it is. I don't know, but she is like a politician. Like she is yeah. like, she can really, she can She's really, working the room. Yeah. She knows how to... She knows how to win people over. She's shaking hands, making deals. Wait, but can we also just acknowledge that Casey says the reason she was able to make it was because Jen K's dad is a plumber. And she was able to assist the plumber to speed up the process. Sure. <laughs> yeah, so Casey runs in and she gives <laughs> Franny that very, you know, logical explanation as to why <laughs> Jen K was able to stay. Um, but once again, you know, Jen K saves the day. Mm-hmm. And then we pan over to Calvin and Ashley, who are at the same event. They're dancing and it's super cute. Like Ashley's talking about how Travis, of course, Travis called her clumsy or something and said she couldn't dance. And Calvin's giving her some very friendly reassurance that like, oh, it's okay. You know, you're beautiful. Um, and it's really cute. Yeah. I think he says like, I think he calls her hot at one point. He's like, well, I get to like have you as my hot date or something. And like, yeah, he's not, it's not, obviously it's not creepy, but it's just like, it's so sweet. Like Calvin really and Ashley really love each other as mm-hmm. friends. It's yeah. very pure. Okay. I could have a tear. <laughs> Jacqueline is uh. a tear. And then we're in Rusty's dorm and Beaver has come over and <laughs> he, he comments on Dale's flag. What does he say about it? Something says, like... Cool flag, you English? <laughs> he yeah. thinks it's the British flag. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Rusty's yeah. clearly only invited Beaver over because Beaver is like the antithesis of like, like he's the complete opposite of Dale in every way, shape and form. No thoughts. <laughs> Just (laughs) the ultimate himbo who sits on their little like futon. Rusty gives him a soda, you know. Right. Um, and Rusty says, Hey Beaver, tell Dale how you got your name. (laughs) And Dale's rubbing his temples. (laughs) I know. Gosh, yeah, Dale's like trying to study. So Rusty is purposefully being obnoxious here, trying to get on. Dale's nerves to get back at him for the milk debacle. (laughs) And then we're back at the psychology sort of, what do we call it? What kind of room was it? The interrogation room. Interrogation room. Yeah. And Cappy and Rebecca are like falling asleep. And then that's where we start to get into more of like Cappy's personal life. He starts to open up about his parents who were hippies they were very irresponsible they're hippies with great ideals um but they're not the most responsible or stable people which tracks 
Yeah, it totally tracks for his personality. And then Cappy and Rebecca kind of start to open up about their sort of assumptions of each other that, you know, maybe they're not, you know, Cappy says, oh, you're not as unpleasant as I thought to Rebecca. And she's like, well, you smell better than I thought you would. Mm-hmm. And which actually at that moment before they said that when he invited her to go sit on the floor with him and like get closer, I had the thought that he would probably smell bad at that moment. Like, I literally yeah. was like, it's been 30 hours. This guy, I can't picture showering. So I agree as a record. What a would have not pegged him for a good smelling individual. Yeah, I imagine he would just smell like Axe body spray for some reason. We get this kind of tension where we think they might kiss, but it just kind of like they kind of just lean their heads on each other. And this is also a scene where Rebecca almost reveals his name. We get very close, but we we don't get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he says, she says like what kind of parents name their son that? And he says hippies with a finely tuned sense of irony they're really teasing the name yeah so curious doesn't the study end there or no no the like professor walks in I think and like kind of like breaks the tension oh I thought he was announcing that it was over yeah I think so but one thing about the study how would it make sense to be observing someone stay awake for 30 hours if the year yeah if the person administering the study that's what my thought was as well yeah I was like why isn't she getting paid for it too or, it, but it's also just not like, it's not a study that would be like scientifically sound because you have to have someone administering the test who isn't also undergoing the same circumstances. Well, maybe that was the test. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the professor walks in and it's like, was the professor also awake at three in the morning? Very yeah. confusing and weird. And he also seems annoyed. <laughs> he seems like annoyed that they're like kind of like into each other now. Like, it almost feels like he's been watching on, like, a surveillance camera. Maybe that actor who may also be in the band that came up with the song. 8679305 or whatever. Yeah, because he repeats the name of the study again. Doesn't he say something like study 8605309? It's it's 8675309. So we're saying numbers at this point. But anywho, back at Omega Chi... Franny's completing her speech where she says, she finishes her speech saying, a vote for me is a vote against the terrorists. God bless America. She's out of her mind. It's very 2007. It's a speech of the times. It really is. So Casey then confronts Franny once the speech is over. And this is in the room where they're sitting with all the other girls who are also in red dresses who were also nominated. And Casey's kind of like, you know, can you please let this go? Like, you know, she kind of just opens up to her saying, do you really need to get this title again? And then Franny throws Evan in Casey's face. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And because she also says like, let's stop pretending that you aren't mad. Like, She's yeah. like, well, spade is spade, like, what's up? Mm-hmm. And so Casey's kind of, like, charged before she gives her speech. But before we get her speech, we're back in Rusty's dorm, where Rusty and Dale are just trying to make each other mad. Like, Rusty's typing so loud, <laughs> and Dale keeps thumping his foot against the bed. And then the power shuts down before Rusty can save his paper, And he didn't back it up to, I guess, whatever server cloud they had back in 2007. Mm -hmm. And Dale's like, I don't know, maybe just the power happened to get cut off because maybe someone like, you know, drained your battery on your computer. And Rusty has had it up to here. He tells Dale that they're not friends. 
they're just roommates, which. Oh my God. Like, yeah. Cause he says, well, I'm going to have sex and we should deal with it. And Dale's like, it's not about that. And he's saying like the lecture was really important to me. Um, I thought it was like important to both of us. And I, I wanted to spend time with my friend. And that's when Rusty says, we're not friends, Dale. We're roommates. And I gasped because it was. Yeah, really- it was really mean. Yeah. And Dale is like, well, then maybe you should find a new roommate. Yeah. And he looks really hurt because it's hurtful. So hurtful. And they are friends. And like, come on, Rusty. Who's your other friend? Cappy and Calvin. Like, it's not like you have a bunch of them. And Dale, like, has multiple times dropped everything for Rusty. Exactly. And for things that he doesn't even really approve of. Right. Yeah. Degrees, the floor hockey. <laughs> and doesn't Dale say to Rusty too, like when you first got here, I thought you were someone who respected things like physics and Comic Con. Yeah. Oh, Dale. I thought you were this Sweet. cool guy. I know. It's really sad. Um, we do start to see some of Dale's vulnerability here. Mm-hmm. And we're back at Omega Chi now. Casey's giving her speech, which of course is very wholesome, very genuine, it's true Casey Cartwright. <laughs> and uh Casey gives like a very nice shout out to Franny too she's like I really couldn't have done this without my mentor who taught me everything and, and she's talking about tradition and passing on tradition yeah it's very rusty it's very rusty episode one um <laughs> his right. rush speech <laughs> oh my god so true Cartwright yeah. original it's true Cartwright and Franny sees that she's kind of won the crowd over and she's giving these kind of, you know, insecure glances around the room. And uh, there's this great moment where, well, I guess from here, Evan announces the winner, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a very quick turnaround. I'm like, not sure where the deliberation was. Oh, I guess the votes, it kind of cuts. I think it was like a commercial break. They come back. The votes were counted. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they announced the winner. It's Casey Cartwright. We are, none of us are really that surprised, honestly, after that amazing speech. And then the girl from Tripi, who actually is like a pretty famous actress now, Jamie Chung, she... It has this amazing moment where after Casey wins, she's like, I'm so glad I wasn't that bitch again. Like referring to Franny. Yeah. And she says, too bad you have to live with her too, Casey. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's right. Franny's hurt. But before we really get any sort of like understanding of that moment, we're back outside and Rusty's telling Jen. So Jen's like walking away from the party. She's with her friends. Rusty kind of she's excited about Casey's win. Yeah, she's thrilled. She's like, you know, all about it. And then Rusty's kind of running after her and is like telling her how Dale is super out of control, you know, being very myopic about the way he's thinking. And Jen reminds Rusty of all the things that he's done to help him. She's like, he broke the law for you, the volcano. Yeah. And even says like, without Dale, we might not even be together. Yeah. Before... Jen even like starts to defend Dale. Rusty says, Will you have sex with me in front of Dale? Oh, I forgot about that. To make him mad. And also, I think he says that when she like cutting her off when she's trying to share about her night. Yeah. It's like ick, 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 ick. Also, Jen looks amazing. Like her outfit for the sweetheart, whatever event looks she looks so cute yeah and Rusty doesn't even let her talk he's immediately like ranting about Dale like a maniac like like 
loudly shouting for all to hear about all the reasons he hates Dale. Yeah, it's a very awkward moment. And also just like bad form, Rusty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Jen K is like, he's your friend. Like the difference between me and my roommate is like, I'm not friends with her. Like Dale has always been there for you. Yeah, it does really has. Like he has kind of like a come to Jesus moment. Mm-hmm. And then the psychology experiment is ending and... Rebecca is kind of saying, oh, the test was pointless. Like, we didn't really get the results we wanted. And Cappy's like, no, it wasn't. I think kind of referring to the fact that, like, well, they were able to kind of form this sort of relationship. Mm -hmm. And I'm not really sure if anything else happens in that moment. Well, he calls her, like, she gives him the cash. And then he calls her back over. And, like, when you're watching it, you kind of think like, oh, is he going to ask her out? Yeah, that's what I thought. But then we find out why he called her back over. But we see in another scene what really happened. So we're back at Rusty's dorm. Rusty is kind of like coming into the room at night. He wakes up Dale by Dale saying, I'm awake now, which is a very <laughs> obnoxious thing to do too. I used to, I remember, I remember I just, I love going to bed early. So I hate it when like I would be asleep and I would just know that my roommate would be coming in at some point. Crashing around. <laughs> yeah. Rusty then tells Dale that he doesn't actually want to change rooms. Dale, because he like found, he was like, I found a, another room. Yeah. He's like, there are some physics guys who like might need an extra roommate. And Dale says he still might want to change rooms. But then Rusty tells him that he appreciates Dale like a good friend. And he bought some cookie dough for them to share with all the milk but Dale like shuts that idea down really quickly he's like that'll give us sal- salmonella which can kill you fair yeah and and Rusty admits that Jen didn't have the appreciation for the physicist but that yeah. he appreciates Dale that's true and then we're back at ZBZ for the final scene of the episode so Franny's sitting on the couch drinking what I presume was tea. She's drinking it out of a mug, but knowing Franny, it could be coffee. She's just, <laughs> plant- she's going to be up all night. Or an Irish <laughs> coffee. An Irish coffee. Franny does kind of sound like an Irish name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would know. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure there was a Franny who Irish danced at one point. But, so yeah, Franny's upset. She says in a very political way, I know when to make my exit. But you don't. (laughs) Yeah, she doesn't, clearly, because she's still there. Yeah, that's the whole point of the episode. You don't know. And she also says, makes a comment um, to Casey where she says, it really, this really reminds me of Al Gore. It's just crazy how someone can win the popular vote and still not be elected president. She... Everyone hated her. She didn't even win the popular vote. No, but the she's not She's not talking about that. She's using this as a way to say, Casey may have won this popular vote, but that doesn't mean she'll win the presidency of the of ZBZ. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not a Greek reference going completely over my head. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I don't think I caught that either. I was like, wait, what does she mean by this? She's alluding to the fact that she's going to rerun for president. Oh my god, okay. I'm... And that no, she's no, going it, to win. It, it's not a perfect analogy okay. by any means. <laughs> I guess that was an election. And then she says to Casey, enjoy your win, poodle. It doesn't last forever. Poodle. She calls her poodle a lot. 
She calls her yeah. it again in the next episode. She is kind of her pet. Yeah. I know. And it's also kind of, it's even worse because Casey has her hair curled kind of poodle-like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's when Rebecca comes in and that's how we see what Cappy had actually given her. It was the money back to yes. give to Casey. The bailout money. That's so yeah. sweet that he's giving her the money. And also, I guess he's giving her even more money because wasn't oh. it like... It was 275, but I'm assuming she tipped. Yeah. yeah. Oh, true. And maybe the gas to get to the, the lunch club. And the emotional fee. The right. emotional baggage. And then I mean, Casey has this. That's not even a 20% tip. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Casey, Casey, come on. Girl, you should have tipped more. But then Casey has this moment in the mirror. It's very like Princess Diaries. Like she looks into the <laughs> mirror. She dramatically takes her crown off. And like kind of takes a deep breath. That was so weird. What was why? She looks at herself, then she looks at herself without the crown. Yeah. I wonder if it's kind of like her being like, is this all worth it? Mm. Or being like, do I want this or do I want Cappy? The note says payback's a bitch, and so am I from Cappy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, she's like really thinking about a lot right here. All right. Well, that takes us to the end of the episode. Yeah, winners and losers. Oh god, mm. Franny, it's so pathetic that she has to be a loser. It's yeah. so pathetic to to rerun and then to lose too. That's even worse. Yeah. Yeah, that's rough. I might say my loser is Dale just because I feel like he's really put through the ringer. He's being manipulated. Mm-hmm. And I feel bad for him in this episode. When he said we're not friends or roommates, that was really sad. I know. I think like Rusty is kind of the loser for me still mm-hmm. because of how he's treating Dale here. I also think Franny, like, <laughs> I think for some, even though Franny, for some reason, even though she, she, I think her character is like losing this episode for me. I think at the same time, she, like, I was so invested in what she was doing. Mm-hmm. And I think her character is becoming a lot more interesting to me as we're like reaching these later episodes of season one. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I have to almost say she's my winner. Just fear what she's doing is so cringy, but she's owning it so intensely. <laughs> Fair. She's all in. I think my winner is um, Rebecca. Really? It's a really good showing from her. We're seeing another side of her. We're seeing her interact with other characters. You find out she's a psych major. You know, we're we're starting to see more of Rebecca in a way that I'm like, okay, there's more to you. Mm -hmm. And it's coming on the heels of her um, having that like open heart talk with Ashley the Mm -hmm. episode before. And we're getting a little more. But I think my winner is Jen Kay because she keeps a level head the whole time. She She does. It doesn't let Rusty throw away his entire friendship with Dale. She's kind of like chill about it. She doesn't let the sex schedule completely consume her the way (laughs) Rusty does. Um, And she's just like living life, live, laugh, love. Yeah, Yeah. she really grounds Rusty. Mm -hmm. She does. And he needs it. Mm-hmm. Well, great. Thanks for coming. Thanks for joining us, us on, this on this Bond, bond romp. romp down, down, down memory lane. Don't yeah. forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And the next episode, or in a couple episodes, I think we're going to start calling out our five star reviews. 
Yeah, if you leave a five-star review, we're going to give you a shout-out. Yes. So make it a good one. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.